0: Well, as you can see, there's a lot of people up here. In fact, we still have more people that are coming. Um, This morning, we have a special uh, thing that we're doing. We started doing this in January every year, is having our pastoral staff come on stage and talk about things, um, first of all, that we're we're doing, uh, things that we're up to, be able to share some great reports, um, but also to share Our mission, uh, what we feel like the Lord has asked us to do as a congregation. Um, And uh, so we're going to start by looking at Isaiah uh, 61 really briefly. This is a chapter Jesus went into the synagogue in Nazareth, if you remember. He opened up the scroll, and he began reading from Isaiah chapter 61. And here's what he read. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. When Jesus was done reading that passage, he closed the scroll and he said this. He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your midst. He was saying, this is all pointing to me. This is my mission. And as Jesus' people, because we're followers of Jesus, right? We are just his disciples. So our mission, we believe, is to be about his mission. So as a, as a church body here, uh, Isaiah 61 has become a real theme scripture in recent years. And so that's what we want to talk about. Our mission as a congregation in rebuilding the devastations. Our mission in binding up the brokenhearted and proclaiming freedom to the captives. Um, and uh, I first want to commend all of you guys because... You guys do so much. We're gonna, we're gonna lay out some real themes and, and big picture stuff of things that, that we're involved in corporately. And we can't even mention everything because some of you guys are doing all kinds of different stuff. We have city council members, we have teachers, we have, uh, you know, I love hearing how some of you guys are incorporating kingdom into your everyday lives at work and the way you run your businesses and the way you treat your employees and the vision you show them of Christ. So we can't even mention all of that this morning. We're going to highlight some of that, but first I just want to say thank you guys for being kingdom people. Janelle had tallied up earlier um, the the number of volunteer hours that have gone to some of the initiatives we're going to talk about this morning, like Every Child and and different One Hope events and all kinds of things that we've been involved in to show Jesus to our community. And you know the number she came out for all of you guys? 10,000? Seriously. So I wanna say that on the forefront. You guys are unbelievable. Thank you for all that you do. We're gonna talk about some things that maybe you haven't been involved in, and that's, that's, that's okay. We just wanna show you what the Lord's doing in our midst and some of the, the, the big themes. So we're gonna start right here, church as a family. And uh, Joshua, I'm gonna start with you. What do you have to say about church as a family?
1: When we look at how God chose to reveal himself to us, he, he first of all begins with, he's a father and Jesus Christ is revealed as his son. And then we see Holy Spirit. We know we're made in God's image, male and female, and I think so much of what we see in Holy Spirit uh, represents really the mother heart of God. And so you, you really see this picture of family from the very beginning in the revelation of what scripture gives us and how God has shown himself. And then we know that when we're born again, that we're born again into a family. Jesus Christ is our big brother. He's the firstborn of many. And, um, and he's our savior and he's our hero, but he's our big brother. And we become sons and daughters of God. So we're baptized into a family. And really, when we look at how we're to do the mission of God, the government of heaven is a family. And what we're to do on earth is to look like a family. We are actually well, we look like a family because we are a family. And um, And what this means for us is... Um, one so much of what happens um, happens around the dinner table you know family eats together Uh, there's a lot of room in family even by the way to disagree about things but because we have the same dad we can break bread around the table and we can talk about it and we don't have to break up because we are still working through some things so there's a lot of freedom There's a lot of freedom in knowing that we're gathering around Christ Jesus, our Savior, and adopted into a family. And so we have these rights. by the way. It says we can come boldly to the throne room. We can come and access the things that he's given us, but we also have responsibilities. And that responsibility is to realize, oh, I am a family, and, and I need to do life with people. I need to be actually doing these scriptures alongside other people. I need, to have, um, I need to have a couple people. Jesus had three people that were his full-on best friends. And he had the 12, he had the three, and he had the 72. And then they all reached out to the multitudes. But when Jesus was going through the hardest times in his life, as well as the greatest revelations, he took the three with him. Well, we have a responsibility to have those in our lives, those people that we're doing life with, and they know the whole story. They don't just know the parts that you tell to them. And then, you know, have, have you guys played that game, right? I did that for a long time. It's like, this person knows 10%. Nine other people know 10%. I feel known, but I'm not really vulnerable or transparent or doing life with anyone. Hello. We're called to do family together. So your responsibility is to break bread with people, to have those close people that you're, that you're going on this journey with. And then we together as a family on mission, we live out Isaiah 61 in a whole lot of ways, and we're going to share some themes here.
0: Yeah, I just realized I forgot to introduce everybody. I was kind of stalling for time because somebody up here was a little bit late getting up here. Um, so, <laughs> by the way, Janelle, she rocked it last week, didn't she? Okay, so... She did a wonderful job. Now, a lot of you guys have given her a lot of encouragement. We need to stop that because it's going to her head. So we'll start. Of course, you know, Janelle is our administrative pastor, um, and uh, Jeff Starr is our youth pastor. Karen Rivas is our ministry uh, coordinator, volunteer, strategic czar pastor. How do you like that? We'll put that on your door at at home. It is. Joshua, of course, is our senior leader. Uh, Red is our senior associate pastor. Uh, He's been here for 40, uh, I I actually, I was gonna give the real number. You were here since 82, is that right? It's in 1980, oh my goodness. I was barely born, I was, but just barely. And then my wife, uh, Sarah, is our children's pastor. And uh, I'm the associate pastor. Some have called me the associate to the pastor. Um, We... So, uh, church as a family, you know, one of the things we do is we gather here on a Sunday morning, and and Joshua's often called this our living room, because it's where we gather to celebrate our Father. So, this is where it starts and ends here, in in adoration of God. And of course, this is our first duty, isn't it? To minister to His heart. So, we love being in here with you guys doing that. And there's other ways that we gather, different configurations. For example, we have our uh, youth ministry, G. Paradigm, that meets on Wednesdays. We have our kids' ministry. Uh, and uh, they, they do such wonderful work and the kids to really get to know Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. We have young adults group that is Aaron was talking about. We have lots of women's groups happening all over the place. We have men's groups are starting. Men's upper room nights have been beautiful. Thursday night was awesome. Um, there's more stuff coming as well. You'll hear a little bit more about that next week. A Bible study. Uh, we've got home groups. All of these are different ways we get together as a family. We join and we have different, uh, different emphasis um, and we also have have ways that we ourselves can meet some of the brokenness inside of us, some of those desolations, some of those heartbreaks, and see those things ministered to. And here are a handful of those. One is Restoration Ministries, Uh, one is the Sozo team, uh, Encounter Nights, uh, and um, uh, the Prayer Servant team. So all of these are ways that we ourselves can get some healing. And this is going to be one of our themes this year, is is, is you know, meeting those broken places and facing those and bringing them to the Lord and and seeing some healing happen. So, this is a real emphasis we have. And we want to tell you, if you are in process and you have hurts and you have things that are just like unfinished, welcome to the club. We're christ Center. We're all kind of a mess. So, you are at the right place. If you've got it all together, you might want to try a different place. Um, so this is but seriously, this is a place where, where for people in process. So but we want you to take advantage of those things. Red, you had something you wanted to say, particularly about prayer servant team. You got one.
2: I want to encourage you to use the prayer servant team. Now, I know you all like to have the pastors pray for you, but they're not as good as the <laughs> prayer servant team. The prayer servant team have been trained, they know what they're doing, they hear God. And you don't have to be all broken down to go up there. I don't care what your need is. Go, because all you need is someone to agree with you. So if you come in here sad, depressed, you don't want to leave that way, go see the prayer team.
0: Yeah, now, pastors are on the prayer team too. but I think they're gonna to go to other people now after that. But maybe coming. don't come
1: to us, because we're not as
0: good. We're not as good, this is true. Now, listen, listen to the man, it's good stuff there. Um, Now, we say we're a family on mission, and this means lots of things. For one thing, we've got affiliations all over the world. YWAM, Streams of Mercy, Hope's Gate, Rancho Los Amigos, I Care For You, CEO Global, Ethnos 360. This isn't even all of them. Lots of uh, of wonderful opportunities we have to network with our missionaries all over the world. And as you know, every Sunday we get to pray for one of those, and it's a great encouragement to them. Uh, But I want to talk primarily about our local involvement, So the Lord's given us some beautiful relationships, and that's what we want to talk about here. Um, Some of these things are beautiful efforts and ministries that happen right in our own building. Uh, Junction City School of Dance, Navigators Homeschool Group, uh, Docera Academy of Arts, uh, Generations Arts Academy, Generations Theater Company, uh, Cowboy Church of Oregon, Early Education Program, Restoration Ministries, Radio Zion, all of this happens in the building. And guess what, we don't lead any of it. And it's beautiful. We have, a lot of you guys are involved in various aspects of this and it's a beautiful thing. And uh, this is the way we really like to serve. Because if we tried to lead everything, if we tried to have some big flagship of Christ Center ministries to Junction City, it would be clunky and it would be one dimensional and it would, be all, it would all just look like our ideas. And, and the fact is, we have beautiful things happening. Big hearted people, very creative people. So we are honored to be able to work with these different groups who are building the kingdom all around our region. So I want you to let you know know, as you drive by on uh, any, any day of the week, you might see cars all over the place and people just going through the hallway. We might not have any idea what's going on. We, <laughs> people ask us, man, what's going on? It's a Thursday night. We're like, I don't J- know. Janelle will know what's going on. Sometimes but Jason and I will not. Sometimes Janelle doesn't also probably anyway. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. What's that? You know, Janelle is
1: taking exception to that particular I know. comment.
0: She hasn't forgiven me for the whole big head thing. Can you pass that down? Uh, Janelle, um, tell us about One Hope and how we get to serve with them.
3: Yeah, so One Hope is such a beautiful thing here in our community, Lane County, uh, Lynn County, where it is a network of churches that join together with three common things, um, to seek the Lord through worship and prayer, to serve the community through partnerships, and to share the good news with neighbors. And we are blessed that Steve and Patty, who are the directors, are members here at Christ Center. We feel super privileged with that. And the whole purpose behind that is for just support for pastors and leaders that gather once a month for prayer and worship together. And then we love to join together to serve. You've heard us talk about you know, City Fest, Project Hope, some of these different things where we um, get the benefit of the larger body of Christ coming together to serve our community.
0: Uh, speaking of city fest, this happened in July and of course we've been praying for this for a long time. So this is a cool video that Palau's made.
2: That's why we're here today, to just let the whole of Lane County, all of the city know that Jesus is alive. We want everyone to know our lives have been transformed by Jesus Christ. We want everyone to know about his love. We want everyone to hear the good news of Jesus, to have a chance to hear his voice and be reminded that God loves them.
4: I think what's incredible for the churches is we have so many churches that have come to collaborate together it's just a beautiful piece of unity in the body of Christ and so when people are looking at what's going on it's not a church that's putting this on it's the church of Jesus Christ in Lane County And because of the unity that the church has, people are just seeing Jesus.
5: Well, the amazing thing about this festival is, for the first time in the area around here, is that all the churches are working together with the common goal of seeing people come to know Christ, and uh, the Palau's to have the best thing going for accomplishing that goal on a mass scale.
4: They come and they leave this deposit of evangelism that is necessary in order to pull something like this off. You can't just have the love and you can't just have the service. It's got to be all things working together. And the piece that they really have is that gift of evangelism that they bring with them.
2: He says, I will give you the light of life and you will never walk in darkness again. God is here, He's battling for your soul and He stands in His kingdom of light and life. And He loves you, and He's not far from you. He is near to you, but I have come, Jesus says, that you may have life and have it to the full. To have it, He says, in abundance, the abundant life.
0: Isn't that cool? It's a great day. Now, through the efforts of City Fest, uh, by the way, nine and a half thousand people came to PK Park that day. Uh, it was awesome. And through the different efforts of of CityFest, over 800 people committed their lives to the Lord. It was a wonderful collaboration. So how many of you guys were involved in any way in CityFest or any of those events? Look at that. Awesome. Fantastic. And uh, we had a bunch in first service as well. So thank you guys for that. It was a beautiful thing. So some other ways that we like to serve together, because it's not all about Christ Center, right? It's about working together with the body of Christ in our region. And another way we get to do that is through every child. Pastor Joshua, tell us about Every Child.
1: So Every Child uh, gathers families to love, care for, and support vulnerable children and families in Lane County. And uh, in 2016, um, we got to launch uh, Every Child Together. And you guys, um, as you know, have been a huge part of that. But I just want to give you a couple of of headlines um, of what we together have been able to accomplish to date. We've had over 600 community members that have said yes to engage in this crisis through Every Child since we began. Um, We've fielded over 150 new foster family inquiries and offered personal one-on-one support as they've explored explored the process of becoming foster families. Um, we've raised up over 250 people willing to support current foster parents with respite care. Um, uh, one of the things about being a foster parent is uh, it uh, if you've ever met a foster parent, you've met somebody who lives on about three hours of sleep uh, <laughs> a day. And burnout is one of the major issues. And so having a team around a foster family Uh, is just absolutely vital. And so we've worked hard to not only raise up foster families, but then support them as they're on the front lines of this important ministry. Um, uh, We've uh, had the opportunity to put on... three foster family fun days since 2016, 2017, 2018. Uh, they're yearly events and we've had over 100 community volunteers come together each year and create a day of fun-filled memories for children in foster care and their families with over 400 guests in attendance annually. So it's a huge party and we get to just love on these guys and let them know like, hey, we love you, we're here for you, thank you for what you're doing. And, um, and uh, so it's just been incredible. And you know, one of the things about every child is that it's, uh, we, we are very collaborative collaborative, but it's, we, have, we are very, um, for, uh, very forthright in the fact that we're mobilizing people of faith to meet this crisis. And so it's an incredible uh, work of uh, ambassadorship of the kingdom and those that are working in this that are not yet in the kingdom. And so it's been a wonderful opportunity. Um, and then lastly, uh, one of the things that we got to do together was um, we had over 400 members of the community come together and do makeovers in our DHS offices. Um, we did 22 visitation rooms, three staff break rooms, three foster parent waiting rooms, and we had donations of over $75,000 of goods and services that came in to, to uh, do these makeovers. So just an incredible, and that's just, and I can't even read everything that's listed. That's just a couple snapshots. Of the goodness of what we get to do together uh, in Every Child, so it's it's fun.
0: So Pastor Joshua is on the board of Every Child, so uh, he's been intimately involved there. And Kristen Wall, she's there with Mark, um, Mark who is right back there. Hi, Mark. Um, (laughs) uh, She is the director of Every Child. So we're honored that Mark and Kristen have made a home with us too. We just, it's just. Cool, that's awesome. What this means is that it's easier for people in our congregation to get involved in stuff than it would be with other people because a director and a board member are right here in our midst. And uh, so it's a beautiful way that we've been able to uh, to affect our region. Once again, this is not a christ center effort, it's the church, um, being the church together and building up the, uh, the desolations. Another way that we've gotten to serve is through uh, safe families. Um, the uh, Safe Families. Their their mission is similar to Every Child, uh, but it's uh, before kids enter the foster care uh, system. So this is the sort of the preventative uh, arm, and this is a beautiful thing that we're seeing growing in our community as well, in our very own Whitney Chateau. Way well, there she is. Is our. Uh, she works with Safe Families, and uh, she is, is wonderful. So if you are looking to get involved there, we've got somebody right in-house that you could talk to, and it's beautiful. Um, and uh, another way is through Kaffa, Christians as Family Advocates. Uh, Kaffa's uh, mission is to make a safer place for children by equipping individuals to parent, partner, and live more successful lives. Isn't that a great mission statement? It's beautiful. And uh, of course, you know, in our house... We have Corey Jackson. Corey, raise your hand. All right. Corey just last week talked about the uh, True Insight Parenting uh, Strategies class, the tips class uh, that he's just begun teaching. Of course, we just mentioned that. That's one of our Wednesday home groups. Uh, but this is a beautiful way that the church has come together to equip those who are dealing with children with trauma, um, not only in the foster care system, but you know our, even our own kids and helping helping all of us grow as parents and helping us grow relationally. So um, this is a, a, a beautiful influence that he, he's, he's given the church here in the entire region. Remember DHS is asking parents to come to this. It's amazing. And, uh, and beginning to see this on a national scale as well. So what's being developed by Corey and the, the team at Kafa is an amazing thing, and we're honored to be able to, to be a part of that. Um, and, uh, but it's not just stuff going out on out there. We want to really be able to take care of our children uh, here in our own congregation. So with that in mind, uh, I want to uh, have Karen talk about foster families and foster family support teams.
5: Well, I want to brag on Christ Center because you guys, there's over 50 of you involved in supporting our foster families. Mm -hmm. We have eight foster families and they receive, um, they have prayer teams. So that's a once a week prayer update. So you have a whole team of people backing you. Um, There's freezer meals made and then we provide date nights so that you can stay connected and do what you do. So um, Christ Center built this team's and now it's being replicated in other churches. And they're, they're building them their own way. But you guys are the model, so I wanna say good job, good job supporting those who are, who are engaged directly.
0: And I wanna say our foster families are our heroes. I mean, this is amazing work. It is, it's not easy. It's not easy. In fact, it's really, really hard, and uh, you guys just keep on moving with the, the strength and the joy of the Lord, so thank you for what you do. Um, in addition to uh, our, our foster uh, our children who are, are come through foster care, we also have an emphasis here on uh, caring for those with special needs, uh, and so I want to ask my wife to talk a little bit about the Open Heavens Room.
6: Well, you, most of you know our Open Heavens Room is our sensory safe special needs classroom and staffed by our amazing Miss Lori, as well as Isaac, Max, and uh, Zach. So we, we appreciate them. This team They're amazing. They too. are amazing. They have some mega skills. So if you're ever like stumped, I don't know what to do here, go see them because they are amazing at brainstorming and just giving you some real great tools. And um, kind of similar to the whole um, foster care family support teams, we're being able to replicate some of what we're doing in our ministry, um, reaching out to these kids with other churches in our area as well as around the uh, around the states. So, um, But we've seen kind of what happens is that that becomes a safe place for a lot of kids that maybe never, and families who have never really been able to experience church. Um, we know what it was like at the beginning where you're like, Tag, hey, you're it. You get to go to church, and we get to go to the park or something. You know, It's just difficult for some of these kids and families to feel welcomed and for churches to know how to welcome them in. So this has been just a great joy for us to um, be on this great learning curve of learning how to do that, what that looks like, to let these kids and their families know, we see you. We love you, we wanna know you better. So whether that looks like I find out that you love Pixar movies, that's our son, um, or you love pink hair dryers, awesome, we'll get one of those in our Open Heavens Room. So we have a way of connecting and valuing and showing you this is a safe place. We want to know you. We want to love you. And um, through that process, we've seen a lot of our kids actually, um, we, some people say, hey, it's great. You have a nice room that they can all just go into. And that's not our heart at all. Our heart is to say, hey, you guys are a part of this family, right? You're an important part of this family. So to whatever degree you can come and be in worship service or in kids' church, we're going to work on that and work with parents and and help them to kind of transition into kids' church. So some Sundays it looks like, hey, bud, five minutes, you made it, awesome, and then go back and get some sensory safe space in Open Heaven's Room. But um, that's our heart, and we're seeing that happen over and over again. We have kids that have come through Open Heaven's Room, transitioned full-time into kids' Um, church and now are assisting. They're amazing assistants, and so we want to all share testimonies of every amazing thing, but I get to share one today, and I've asked our famous uh, Kyle Donovan, can you wave if I can share this? I feel like Kyle's story is just pure kingdom, and so I'm glad I get to share it. Um, He started out in our Open Heavens room um, needing some support and managing um, himself, but He gradually transitioned to kids' church, and um, it's just been a beautiful thing. Now he's an assistant in there, and a a couple years ago, Kyle's mom was kind of structuring their homeschool day and trying to develop a a unique program that would support Kyle's strengths and um, build on his interests, which was building and fixing things. He's amazing at that. So she asked, you know, Janelle, and came to us and said. Could, you know, Kyle gain some job skills here by interning at the church a couple days a week? And so since then, he's spent that time here working, knocking out Janelle's immensely long um, list of to-dos, maintenance list, and um, just uh, doing an incredible job and figuring out how to do stuff and fix stuff. And um, he's just gained some amazing job skills. He's also come alongside Jeff, um, helping with Youth Church and myself with Kids Church and um, just been an amazing awesome force here, and um, he I think he's probably better at to-do lists now, knocking those out than any of us up here. He gets it done like that. So recently, um, Kyle mentioned to Janelle that he's going to be interviewing for a job elsewhere, And Janelle's response was, guys, we cannot lose Kyle. This will be really bad for us. So she and Mark Wall uh, set up an interview with Kyle and asked him to bring his resume and answer all their questions. And um, just such a beautiful testimony of, of Kyle just presenting himself and wow, the skills that this guy brings. And so his heart is just summed up in his response to one of their questions was, I want to make this place more beautiful than it was. And I love that. That's so Kyle. That so, is exactly how he's like. And so we are just proud and thankful to announce Kyle is now part of the Christ Center Maintenance Team officially. So Welcome. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I just wanna I just wanna clarify something too. This is not, a th- I mean, this started out with Teresa saying, can you help us with this thing that we're doing and, and, and help him get some on-the-job training? That's the way it started out. This man has worked himself into a job, and he is really good at what he does. So this is, this is not a word being nice to the Donovan family. This is like, dude, we're honored to have Kyle with us, and we love having this guy around, and he's, a, he's so servant-hearted, you guys, and we're, we love you, man, and we're so happy that this can be. He just found this out this morning, like an hour ago. <laughs> And this has been our favorite thing that's happened this week.
1: As we're as we're uh, we're so proud of you, Kyle. You're a rock star, buddy. Welcome to the team, by the way. With well, the part where we pay you, we kind of are gonna miss the part where we didn't pay you. <laughs> but as we're talking about helping our own too, I I wanted to um we we you know uh women's group is a rather broad um a broad. Uh, category, but I wanted to thank uh, Alaire and her Catalyst team. Um, they have done so much through Abide Ministries, and um, Allaire got a word from the Lord as we were talking about women's ministries to invite, uh, first of herself personally, but that all the women would abide in the Lord, you know. It's when we abide in him that we bear fruit, and so um, it's just been exceptional in the last two years, actually, as they've come together, formed a Catalyst team, and what's very cool is the reason why we have so many women's groups is because. Because it's a platform where many different women have come and brought their giftings. And so we've got Katie Felix, you know, offering a mom's group. We have, uh, we had a wonderful women's um, uh, day retreat and uh, where we had um, several different in-house speakers, Stephanie Jackson and Autumn Seaborn and Jessica uh, Kalashnikov. And then I'm missing one, aren't I? Pardon? And Kathy, yeah. And um, it was just incredible fruit uh, coming back and hearing as people were encountering God and having this wonderful time. So I just want to thank the Women's Ministry Abide team for everything that you're doing. And this year we've got wonderful things planned. So, um, you know, we go from strength to strength and glory to glory. So if you're here and you're a woman, you're in a great place uh, because we have lots uh, for you to connect to. So I just want to thank you guys for everything you're doing. You guys are amazing.
0: If you're a man, you're in a great place too. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> sort of secondary though. It's
0: There's, uh, there, there are new things happening with the men too that we're gonna be happy to announce real soon. But yeah, right on. By the other, the other one was Jordan Mills, by the way. Jordan, she also spoke. She did a great job from what I hear. They wouldn't let me hang out, I don't know why, it's weird. That's a little, little mean, but whatever. Um, we also support here uh, other groups who work with Junction City Local Aid, Love Inc, and uh, Eugene Mission in various ways. Uh, we, we've done some of this together, but a lot of you guys are involved in volunteering with these, and working with these guys in various ways, so thank you. Um, there's, there's so many ways that, that uh, we've been able to serve and love our community. Um, I wanna talk here a little bit about schools and how we've been able to love our schools. First with Project Hope, uh, Janelle.
3: So Project Hope is something that we do with the One Hope community where we join together to serve the schools in our area. So Christ Center and the churches in Junction City serve the four schools here in town. Where we do, um, in the morning we have a work day where we just pr- uh, meet some practical needs. where we, um, Weeding, bark, you know, landscaping, different kinds of things that we do to take care of the school grounds. And then in the afternoon we do like a mini carnival where we um, just have games and prizes and face painting and bounce house, that type of thing. And then we do um, a giveaway where we have a brand new pair of shoes for every child that has a ticket and a backpack full of school supplies and some food and a couple other little things, a voucher for a haircut. Um, and it's just a great way that we, again, as the larger church can be Jesus with skin to our community and help care for our schools. Awesome.
0: Uh, Some other ways here, Um, these involve Jeff Starr, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Track and Cross Country, and uh, the Track Club. Joshua? Joshua?
1: You know, as we um, have been praying over our cities and we know our mandate is Isaiah 61, we were looking at strategically how do we serve our schools? And, um, you know, as Jason uh, mentioned earlier, we know several of you are, you know, you serve on the school board, you have kids in there, you're volunteering, so that's extraordinary. And then we were looking for ways to build on that momentum. And we really felt like one of the things that we could do is that we could allocate some, um, a, a, a significant number of Jeff's hours as our youth pastor to go and minister in our schools. And so we felt like the strategic way to do that was to release him to go after it. So I just want to thank you guys for your generosity and your faithfulness, which allows us to be able to go and, um, and be able to allocate that part of Jeff's hours to be serving in the schools. And it's been super fruitful, so I'll let him talk about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Jeff has talked before about some of the, the, uh, some of the things that he's been able to do and working with the students I remember way back when Rachel was was uh, with them and you, you guys had first started doing the prayer group so like the students assembling before you know or during a meet they just come together and they pray before a race or something like that stuff that was that was initiated by the students and that tr- those kinds of traditions have carried on or like you know making signs that say run for Jesus and things like that so it's been a process of of students you know getting getting bolder in their faith and growing in confidence in who they are and who God's made them to be so that's even expanded this year now they're 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 getting to tape and they're putting them on their shoes with little messages, maybe a scripture verse or maybe, you know, keep running, this kind of thing on the back of their shoes, which is fun because then if you pass somebody, you know, you can like have a nice message for them, which is, which is beautiful. So you have to, well, they, they or they could come up and, and from behind you as well. So you don't want to get too encouraging in that thing. But um, now this guy, he, he's, he's been amazing. And Jeff, you've, you've, you've gone, the, you've really had some momentum this year, not just dealing with students, but also dealing with some of the faculty. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah,
7: you guys, it's been so exciting to see uh, just the divine move of God in networking in our community, specifically in strategically placing uh, faculty, uh, administrators, teachers, uh, volunteer staff, uh, parents coming in and working in the school um, on our school board, Uh, you know, just to see God's hand placing people. And then um, about a year ago, we had the opportunity uh, before school to gather some teachers together and begin to pray um, for their specific needs and different things that were going on. Well, in light of that, all of a sudden, we had uh, several teachers that kind of caught wind of that and were like, oh, I'd love to be a part of that, but I can't because I'm prepping for, for school or whatever it was. And so um, what they would do is they, they would bring their prayer requests to us. Well, out of that formed kind of a prayer network And now what we find is that teachers will text one another or text me and bring um, maybe a situation that they're going to be running into during that day, not giving any specific details because I can't disclose those, but um, just saying, hey, can you be praying for this, that, or the other thing? And then on top of that, you know, we'll we'll intercede and we'll be praying for them, and then they'll bring back the testimony of like how God moved in that class or in that person's life or whatever it was that we were praying for. Um, just an, a really exciting time to see the networking of teachers and then also having teachers Bible studies pop up and some different things like that as well.
0: Yeah, this has been really cool and there's been a lot of momentum gain. You talked about the baccalaureate too. Uh, tell us briefly what that is and what's happened. Yeah, so
7: in the, the, the past couple of years we've seen a real resurgence of something called baccalaureate, which uh, in, in, in the past is always a beautiful celebration um, at graduation, of our graduating seniors, of what God has done in their life in those four years while they were in high school. And then also a time of commissioning them to go back out then um, as a graduate. And um, in the past couple of years, we've seen a, a, a real raising up of that again. We've seen it brought back into the high school. We've seen it be actually a part of the very planning that the senior class does now. So it's an actual planned in event that is part of graduation. It's not a a secondary thing. It's actually a primary part of the event. The senior class leadership team actually uh, instigates that. And then they've extended the fellowship of Christian athletes to actually put it into play. But the really exciting thing that hits home for me out of this is that it gives an opportunity for our faculty, um, for some of our school board Uh, for our our administrative staff to actually come and then get a chance to share their heart for Jesus with these students as well in that ceremony as they, they commission them to go out. So it's been a very exciting thing to see happen.
0: Uh, we're going to be hearing more about our schools this year because this has been a real thing the Lord's highlighted not just to Christ Center but to other churches in uh, our community here in Junction City and there, there's a lot of need right now and there's uh, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of rebuilding and and uh, you know healing that needs to happen but hey we're Isaiah 61 people right so it's cool to see that Jeff isn't the only one working here obviously he, uh, he's just one of them we actually have others in this house Wendy Waddell is on the school board Matt Waddell has been super instrumental in, in and all kinds of different projects that have happened, including the the new track over at the high school. We have others that are involved uh, in volunteering. Sarah's been volunteering some. Uh, I know a lot of others volunteering on various boards and things like that. So we're going to be highlighting more of that as we go this year because we feel like this is one of the things the Lord's doing in our community and asked us to do. So thank you, Jeff, for working so faithfully in there, and we look forward to seeing what's going to happen. And uh, Joshua, here's a picture here that I'm going to ask you to explain.
1: I, I recall uh, Mark Christensen spending quite a few hours on an on a excavator over there on that track as well. Right. Thank you, Mark. Yes. There's always, you know, it's always hard when you're trying to honor people because you're all so ridiculously faithful. Uh, you all get a high five all of you. Simplicity and sustainability. um, You guys have heard me talk about this in the past, um, but these are guiding principles that the Lord gave us um, as a church early on when I came. The Lord spoke to me and said, everything that you plan, it needs to be simple and sustainable. And I asked him if he had some less trendy words. Indeed, he did not. Um, simplicity is this, you know, we, we are presenting the gospel, the simplicity of the gospel. Um, we're, we're, and then sustainability, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And the way that shapes uh, what we do here is we are looking to accomplish what Christ has given us to do. We are joining him in Isaiah 61. And, and if we're truly doing that, that means it starts shaping our schedule, It means that we have to live lives that are quiet and peaceable and effective. And, um, you know, um, sustainability comes into play. If his yoke is easy and his burden is light, then that means that God is not sacrificing us on the altar of busyness. It means that we have to be purposeful to say, is is my lifestyle in in line with Jesus's lifestyle? If, If you're doing one thing consistently, you can change, you can be a part of changing the world. If you're doing a couple to three things consistently, you're gonna be very effective. If you're doing 10 things, not only are you not very effective, but you're gonna burn out. And um, and that is one of the things that we we consistently, as a team, uh, a, a consistent uh, conversation that we'll have is we'll be looking for a, a need and wanting to engage one of you powerful saints with one of these ministry opportunities. And, and uh, we use the example, we'll use it again, of Josiah Starr, you know. Um, maybe there's something coming up. It's a great opportunity to serve. And, and I'll say, well, what about Josiah? And Janelle will say something like, well, actually, he's very plugged in working with the youth right now. Um, He is uh, helping a little bit with, you know, local aid. He's going to college and he's working. So no, we're not gonna ask him to do anything more right now. We do this all the time on your behalf. We're constantly looking at the big picture of, of what are people doing, what's going on in your life, because we want you to do one to three things consistently and change our cities and help fulfill Isaiah 61. We don't want to just work you to death because his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But something that we've discovered is that we actually do such a great job uh, of this on your behalf that we've discovered that there are some, I mean, probably present company excluded, of course, that, um, that are super happy that we, that we act that way and that we talk that way and that we plan that way. But then out of just the momentum of culture leave the kingdom assignment, And still sacrifice themselves on the altar of busyness. And and aren't engaged with Isaiah 61. Because it's very easy to do. So the challenge this year is, may we run a good race. May we engage with the ministry that Jesus has given us. And may we be willing to say, Lord, am I living a life that's simple and sustainable? Am I on mission in the ways that you've called me in Isaiah 61? Or have I become, just by default, busy doing scores of different things, but at the end of it, what I really am is I'm busy, but I'm not effective. And and I believe this year the Lord's going to speak to some of us to, to allow him to prune some things so that we can do a few things exceptionally. and and accomplish the work that God's given us. And and so I invite you into that amazing, but shortly painful as you have to let go of a few things, but long-term amazing as we together fulfill this mission.
0: So you guys have heard a lot of different things that we're doing, and I just want to reiterate what we said at the beginning. This does not cover the half of it. I mean, I know you guys are, so many of you are involved in so many different things, so thank you for all the ways that you are involved in this. Um, If you're not yet engaged, as Pastor Joshua says, you've seen a lot of different ways that you can serve and get engaged, and we just so happen to, I don't know why, but the Lord's brought a lot of amazing high-caliber leaders here in our congregation. We don't know why, but we're happy that that's happening, because what that, what you know, one way we win, not only do we get really cool people in our midst, but we get really easy opportunities to serve some uh, awesome things that God's doing. Uh, So you've heard a lot of those today. So if you're not involved in anything, you're like, man, that sounds like a cool thing. Well, now you have a whole bunch of point people that you can talk to. So it's easy to get involved. It's easy to jump on and join the restoration. Amen. I kind of like that. Join the restoration. That's cool. It's kind of like Taste the Rainbow only, not Skittles. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Um, you were doing so well. I know I was. I'm falling apart here. <laughs> Jen Whitaker's shaking her head at me. All right. Um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to Isaiah 61, but this time we're going to read it together. Um, and uh, Joe, can you get that last, get to the last slide? Um, there, there we go. Thank you. Um, we're going to read this. We've changed it uh, from me to us. So we're going to stand up and we're going to read this together. And let this be a prayer. Let this
1: be a prayer this year. Um, You you guys are powerful. You are faithful. This is our declaration. This is our prayer. Here we go. Are you guys ready? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon us. Because the Lord has anointed us
6: to bring good news to the poor, He has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted
1: to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Amen.
0: Amen. Prayer Servant team is coming up, including the pastors will be up here too. If anyone would like to give prayer for anything whatsoever, please come. Thank you guys for being with us. Have a wonderful week.